At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase. Tonight, the Rams add depth to the ground game, plus golden tape to the golden state? Maybe not. And later, better or worse from a year ago, we break down every position group next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bax. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. A lot of cool stuff. We got positional breakdowns for you guys tonight, which is always a fun stuff, a fun thing to do. This is actually uh, partially a fan queso. Thank you very much, John, for this idea. This was asked in a fan queso, but as you guys will see here in a bit, pretty loaded. So we couldn't exactly uh, just do it with with uh, with with just a queso. It would have taken up too much time. But we got it as a whole segment today. So and then um, also uh, a couple of things, uh, potential signings maybe going on. We'll see. We'll see. I guess. And then we do have a signing actually that we'll talk about here in just one second. And then uh, later on, we got some fan cases. I want to say that Cody was the only one that dropped him. I didn't check. I only saw his name on the notification, and that was it. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to those on the other side here. Uh, but first, I wanted to start with this, guys, because this is pretty big news, all right? Because we got a giveaway going on right now. We're doing it right now, this episode, giveaway time, all right? So all you Rams fans out there that love the Rams and things for the Rams, such as vinyl decals that you can put on your sweet wheels, then you need to listen up, all right? Because we are doing an entire Shaw's Customs giveaway, all right? So, and th- this one here is going to be a very simple giveaway. All you have to do is comment on this YouTube video, the full podcast YouTube video. If you guys are listening to me, uh, just audio, make sure you guys head over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ramshowcase find the full podcast of this one and and then comment on this exact show okay so if you guys are seeing this on youtube you're in the right spot all right so comment below all i'm gonna need from you is your favorite rams player all right this could be a favorite rams player all time this could be your favorite current rams player does not matter to me Comment your favorite Rams player, and you are in a drawing to win. And I will have uh, something, maybe it'll probably just be a Rams hat, (laughs) and we will pull a name next week right here on the show. It'll be the first thing we do. I'm not going to keep you guys waiting. It'll be the first thing that we do, and then that person will receive a little bit of a prize pack from Shaw's Customs, which is going to be some good stuff, all right? So there are a couple of rules that I need to, to, to clarify and to let you guys know about before I get in some trouble here. <laughs> and uh, real, the first one here is just going to be one entry per person, all right? Don't, don't try to spam me. I mean, you can spam all you want to, but you only get one entry. So spamming doesn't help you at all. It just annoys me having to scroll. So if that's what you're into, hey, that's fine. Uh, it happens. Uh, the winner will be randomly selected on next week's episode. That is, uh, what's today, the 23rd? So that, that should be the 30th because that's how math works, uh, that I will record the show, and then it will be out the next day. Uh, But that's how you'll find out if you are a winner. After that, you do have until Sunday at 9 p.m. 
uh, Pacific time the following week. Let me just pull up my calendar here so I can give you guys dates um, because I don't want to screw anybody up here. So, yeah, the show will be recorded on the th- on the 30th. That means the episode will come out on the 1st, on July 1st. And then that means you guys have until July 4th at 9 o'clock LA time to, to message me and claim your prize. And what that means is messaging me uh, with your address, anything like that, so that we can get this stuff to you. I need to be able to get it to you, but you can message me on, on one of three options. It will be either the Ram Showcase Instagram page, the Ram Showcase, U, um, not YouTube, Twitter page, or the Ram Showcase Facebook page. Those are all reliable forms of communication for me. And I, I will see them. I'll be checking as well. I'll be checking for our winner. And then we'll get that sent out to you. And I do want to let you guys know as well, uh, this is uh, an important one, that by answering, you are giving myself and Ram Showcase permission to use your name and or photos uh, in announcement to to the the winning the winnings. All right. So if you comment and you don't win, I'm not going to just be like, hey, this guy's Jeff. You know what I mean? But you are giving me permission to to put up your picture, maybe maybe put up uh, put up your name up, anything like that, and announce the winner. It's not going to be an anonymous winner, okay? It will be announced here. Uh, like I'm pulling it out, and that's when your name's going to be read. So you are giving me full permission to use your name and or photos by answering. So make sure you guys drop your favorite Rams player can be current, can be all time, and we will get you a Shaw's Customs prize pack sent out to you guys as soon as we can as soon as we get that stuff uh from you guys all right let's go ahead and move here to uh otis anderson jr he is now officially a member of the los angeles rams running back out of ucf he posted pictures on twitter of himself signing his contract with the rams and you know this this overall feels like it could be like a low impact signing or anything like that but the more I've learned about this guy, the more it's like, hey, this might be the guy to kind of come in and maybe maybe wreck some souls in preseason or something and maybe make an impact. Like This guy's got that kind of vibe to him. So uh, that's, I mean, we'll see what happens, I guess. I mean, that's, that's what preseason we have this year is going to be awesome because we didn't get it last year. But Otis Anderson Jr. is a guy that I'm kind of looking at a little bit. Uh, to clarify, no relation to former Giants Super Bowl MVP Otis Anderson. I did. I, I immediately was like, "Is it like?" Because it's Otis Otis Anderson Jr. I was like, "Wait a second, it's not. No relation at all." But Anderson put up 2,182 rushing yards at UCF and 17 rushing touchdowns. He had nine receiving touchdowns for 1,025 yards. His 6.1 yards per carry is second all-time in UCF history, so that's pretty awesome stuff. Eighth in total yards and touchdowns in UCF history. Back-to-back 2A state champion in high school out in Florida. He was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. And then his freshman year, he not only lined up at running back, but he also lined up at wide receiver. And then his sophomore year and on, he also was was more running back at that point, but he was also doing uh, punt returns as well, so another guy that we can have do in punt returns right now i mean we've got the guys that can do it cooper cup deshaun jackson tutu atwell simba webster and now otis anderson jr potentially so that's pretty cool you know there's there's it's never bad to be versatile and if you look at this guy's history at ucf definitely versatile and uh, he was it's uh the you can tell that like with the numbers like with uh the over a thousand receiving yards from a running back i mean that's awesome stuff to see especially out of a college running back so yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see, man. This is. Uh, I, I. I don't think this is as low impact as it might 
initially have come off to me. I saw the name Otis, Otis Anderson Jr. signs with the Rams and was like, oh, okay. And then like kind of looking into him was like, wait a second though. Like this guy, like, like, could this be a guy that could push guys, other guys, Xavier Jones and Raymond Clay down the depth chart a little bit? Potentially. I mean, well, of course we need to see it on the field, but this is a guy that could potentially do that. Next up here, we got free agent wide receiver Golden Tate says that he would like to play for the Rams, the LA Rams. He said on Sirius XM NFL radio that he would like to play for the Rams because he had his best years with Matthew Stafford in Detroit. And uh, he also said that he just really likes the NFC West and actually kind of in passing while the guy was interrupting him, he kind of like threw in there like that he would like to play for any NFC West team. I think I, you can kind of hear it in there a little bit, but uh, he just seems to really like the NFC West. I mean, we know that he played for the Seattle Seahawks, so he knows what it's about at least. And uh, we've seen no comments so far from Jalen Ramsey. No comments so far from Jalen Ramsey on this yet, but uh, with the history of Ramsey and Tate, I would say that this signing would be unlikely. And I think that really what would what we would see is McVeigh slash Sneed maybe going to Ramsey and saying like, hey, would this would this cause problems? I think we know it would. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here, but but I kind of feel like it would cause a problem. Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate, they have a pretty intense history. And if you guys don't know it, I'll give you guys the briefest version that of my understanding of it uh, possible and if you guys have any more uh, other information or more information anything go ahead and drop it below but from my understanding Jalen Ramsey was with Golden Tate's sister they were a couple then while she was pregnant he left her and then started dating like a stripper or something like that Ramsey did so whole bag of mess right there and then I mean we remember when when Ramsey absolutely lit up Tate uh, when Tate was with the Giants just last season that was such an awesome hit not only did Ramsey like not only did he just destroy Golden Tate which is always great to see but he like blew through a blocker like he saw his chance and he's like no one's gonna stop this this is this this is what happens next all right (laughs) his Golden Tate gets driven into the ground and he did and it was awesome and then Golden Tate like he stands up immediately looks at his blocker like bro oh that's good stuff there good stuff Uh, but let me see uh, Tate did name other teams there, too. He did not only name the Rams uh, and the rest of the NFC West, kind of in passing, uh, but he also mentioned that he would like to play for the Colts as well as the Titans. And uh, honestly, these are not super wide receiver needy teams. So, you know what? Maybe he wants to fit into the crowd. Maybe he doesn't want to be the guy, you know? Maybe he, because, like, the Rams have a bunch of wide receivers. The Titans, I mean, they've got, you know, Brown and uh, and Julio Jones just went there. They just picked up Josh Reynolds this offseason. I don't I don't think that the uh, the the Colts wide receivers are bad by any means with like Pittman and all those guys. So uh, maybe he doesn't want to be the guy. Maybe he doesn't want to go to a team where he can be the number one dude. Maybe he just wants to kind of fit into the pack. It's what it sounds like with these teams that he's suggesting. Um, you know, if he came to the Rams right now, I would say at best he would be our fourth best wide receiver. So ultimately, if the Rams did decide to do this, I think it would be a pretty low impact signing uh, in that saying that he would be the fourth, that's putting him ahead of Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. And I just don't know if that's necessarily true. He's 32 years old. He's a late June free agent. So that means the market's not very big for him. So I'm going to go ahead and say no thanks from myself. I'm not going to put it out to the universe like I normally do, saying like, there's no way this, this move happens. But I don't think it's necessary at all. I would be surprised 
if this move did happen because it's not necessary. He's 32 years old. We just picked up uh, an older wide receiver in Deshaun Jackson. The history with Tate and Ramsey doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I don't know, man. It's a Golden State or Golden Tate, I don't think, is coming back or coming to the Golden State to play for the L.A. Rams. Let's go ahead and hop into this positional breakdown, though. And again, thank you, John, for this one. Uh, This was asked as a fan queso, but like I said, it's just a little bit too loaded. I was unable to fit it into a queso, so now we get the whole segment. And then uh, after this, we'll we'll jump into our break, and then we got fan quesos on the other side, which I did not read a single one. No fan quesos were read, but uh, yeah, we're good. That's always more fun, I think. It's a little bit more fun to just, like, hop into them and just, like, it's you never know. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with that. All right, so let's talk about the positional breakdown. And what we're doing here is we're going to look at the position groups from last year and this year. And what I did was I did not look at the playoffs or late season, anything like that. I actually looked at, the like, the week one roster, what we were looking at, and comparing that to what we have now and basically deciding if we got better we got worse, or if we stayed the same in those positions. So let's go ahead and hop into it. And the we'll start with the quarterback position. In 2020, the Rams entered the season with Jared Goff and John Wolford at quarterback. And now we know that this season we are entering ent- entering week one with Matthew Stafford at quarterback, and John Wolford will still be the backup. We do have some other options there. Of course, Duck Hodges is on the roster. Bryce Perkins is in town, uh, but really the Wolf, Awu, seems to be the guy that will be be the backup to Matthew Stafford. The verdict on this one, improvement. I'm going to say this is, a, this is an upgrade. In, it's simple. I mean, Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. By how much, we will see. We will wait and see that, but I don't think it's, it's an extreme comment at all to say that Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. And some of the comments that we're hearing from Sean McVay, Kind of just nail that in a little bit more and get me excited, honestly, because Sean McVay, he's out here hyping Matthew Stafford. And as Rams fans, we got to be excited about that. That's good stuff. Next up, running back. The Rams entered the 2020 season in week one with Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson and Xavier Jones. This season, the Rams enter enter week one with Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Jake Funk, Xavier Jones, Raymond Calais, who was also there as well, but was more of a practice squad guy. And now, of course, we know that the Rams uh, did just sign uh, Otis Anderson, Otis Anderson Jr. So a pretty loaded group, actually. Um, uh, You know, Malcolm Brown is is uh, is a departure for sure. That is uh, that he is now a Tennessee Titan and. The Rams will feel that one, but ultimately I'm going to go my verdict on this one. I'm going equal. So losing Brown, I think that that will be made up by all of the guys from last year, which is Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Xavier Jones, Raymond Clay. They all now have one extra year of experience and a pandemic season too. So it's like that learning curve. I don't even know what that was like. I would love to ask that question to some of these players. Like, what was that like compared to some of the other previous years and and all that, but I, I think with all of these guys have now having a, an extra year under their belt, I think that can make up for the Malcolm Brown departure. Uh, so I think that, that that group does stay the same, though, because Malcolm Brown was a was a pretty talented running back, definitely underrated, and I think he's going to do a good job backing up, uh, backing up Derrick Henry out there for Tennessee. We'll go to the wide receivers now. In 2020, the Rams entered Week 1 with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Josh Reynolds, and Simbo Webster. This season, the Rams have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, Simbo Webster, and then some other guys on the roster as well that I, I believe would be more of a I, I, probably, probably practice squad guys, all right? 
Uh, but we got Tristan Jackson, Jeremiah Hadel, Landon Akers, and Ben Skoranek. Ben Skoranek was a draft pick. Uh, for this one, on my verdict here, I'm going to go ahead and say that this position is an improvement. The Rams wide receiver group seem to have gained speed. So, of course, you know, uh, adding speed at the wide receiver spot is never a bad thing, especially when Sean McVay is the one calling your offense. So the Rams lose a guy in Josh Reynolds, who, in my opinion, I, I loved Reynolds. I'm a big Texas A&M guy, so, so I was stoked that Reynolds was here. Uh, but as far as contributions on the field, pretty average. So I think we replaced that average production on the field with speed, and I think that that's an improvement. Next up, we'll go to tight end. In 2020, the Rams entered week one with Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, Bryson Hopkins, and Johnny Munt. Really not a whole lot of changes here in 2021. We're going, uh, of course, Gerald Everett's now gone, but uh, with the Seahawks. But now we enter week one with Tyler Higby, Jacob Harris, Bryson Hopkins, Johnny Mutt, and also Kendall Blanton is still around. So I do anticipate that uh, Bryson Hopkins and Johnny Mutt have a real shot at this roster, but keeping four tight ends would be gnarly. So I don't know if that'll be a pretty good battle between them. Bryson Hopkins, of course, you know, coming in last year, coaching staff is really high on him, but Mutt is a very good blocker as well and actually had some pretty solid plays last year when he was called on. Uh, Gerald Everett, like I said, is a Seahawk, and Jacob Harris is also getting a lot of praise right now, so I think that he will, A, make the team, and B, I think, contribute as the season goes on. I've, I look for, for Jacob Harris to start really being in the offense, probably like week 11, 12, a little bit later in the season, uh, but ultimately, I'm going to go to the verdict here. I'm going to go equal. Gerald Everett was a fun player to watch. He can have average hands, but was very difficult to tackle. Took like four or five dudes to take him down every time. Harris might be the real deal. Uh, but until we know for sure, I'm going to say that this is equal because I like Harris, I, but I also like, you know, I like what Johnny Mutt brought last year. Honestly, there was like a couple of late season games where it was like, okay, Johnny, all right. So, um, yeah, I think that I, I would say we're about the same there. And uh, for offensive line, we're going to break it down by position as well. Uh, so for left tackle, Andrew Whitworth, 2021 is also going to be Andrew Whitworth. So same guy there. Verdict, hopefully equal. So uh, Father Time is undefeated, and it's only a matter of time until Big Wit starts to feel those effects. And with the extra regular season game, is this the year? I mean, I, I hope not, but uh, I would love to send off Big Wit into the sunset with a big old ring on his finger. That would be awesome. Left guard, uh, 2021, week one starter was Joe Nopum. I do anticipate that Joe Nopum would likely be the starter heading into 2021, but I've got some other names here for you such as Austin Corbett, Jamil Demby, David Edwards, Bobby Evans, Coleman Shelton, Max Percher uh, from Italy, and Jordan Meredith. Verdict likely equal. No reason to think this position gets worse, especially with our depth. And uh, the, the Rams have, have good depth along the offensive line and versatility along the offensive line. So these guys can play in multiple spots. Uh, but, it, um, uh, but it stands to reason that, uh, that Boom... Do we call him Boom? I started that. I don't... Did I start... I mean, I don't want to say I started that, but I just randomly started... I started it with myself calling no Boom, just Boom. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe it's not. I don't care. Uh, next year, we'll go to the center position. In 2020, the Rams entered the season with Austin Blythe at center, and in 2021, it will likely be Austin Corbett, but Coleman Shelton and Brian Allen are also on the depth chart at the center spot. The verdict here, I'm going to say downgrade. And it's not because I don't like Austin Corbett, Coleman Shelton, and Brian Allen. It's because I really like Austin Blythe. He's a very good center. So I don't think it'll be a huge fall off. I don't think it'll be like where it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh man, our offensive line is chaos now because it was Blythe running the whole thing and, and he was he was the anchor. 
very, very good player now with the Kansas City Chiefs, but ultimately, I think that we're going to be okay here, but it is a downgrade. Austin Blythewell is an awesome, awesome player. Austin Corbett, I think, can handle that. Coleman Shelton, I expect to back him up. Brian Allen, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I do think is a potential cut uh, because he is so low on that depth chart at center and he doesn't have the versatility that some of the other guys have. He is a center, not an interior offensive lineman. We haven't seen him play in any other spots, just center. At right guard, Austin Corbett started in 2020, but of course we got the same names that we we just had. Nopeboom, Corbett, Demby, Edwards, Evans, Shelton, Percher, Meredith. Likely equal again. I think that uh, the Corbett was, I think Corbett is the clear starter at center with, with Blythe leaving. Uh, but we have a plenty of guys that can that can play in this spot and do fine. Like we saw Bobby Evans there in the playoffs. We saw, uh, I mean, I think we've seen Edwards there. I think Coleman Shelton would do a good job. I'm really excited to see like Percher and Meredith and these guys in preseason, see what they do. Percher is cool. I I, I would love to see the, the Italy guy make the squad and be a backup, you know. And then I'm also leaving off names like Tremaine Ancrum. Uh, that can that can play they're more he's more of like a tackle and guard kind of guy whereas uh, somebody like somebody like a uh, Coleman Shelton is like a center and guard kind of guy so there's some different versatility with some of these guys at right tackle the Rams have uh, entered 2020 with Rob Havenstein and will of course enter 2021 with Rob Havenstein I'm going to say that this is equal hard to think that Havenstein has reached the point where he will start to fall off uh, Rob has never been a superstar but he has been a very strong starter for years for this team at right tackle. And uh, as one of the three remaining St. Louis Rams on this roster, uh, Havenstein, he still has got plenty of good years in him. And uh, we'll, we'll have a couple of these St. Louis guys around uh, for a little while. But uh, there's, a, there's at least one of them that I know you guys aren't complaining about. And that is good old Aaron Donald. And then also Johnny Hecker, who also played in St. Louis. And, and then it's Havenstein. Those are actually the only three. So, um, But Havenstein's got plenty of years left, especially if he takes a page out of that wit book and just keeps on playing forever. So <laughs> that'd be cool stuff, huh? Let's head over to the defense. Defensive tackle Aaron Donald 2021 is also going to be Aaron Donald. Verdict, it's Aaron Donald. I mean, it's a strong spot for the Rams. It will be as long as Aaron Donald exists. It will be a very strong position for the Rams. Defensive end, last year the Rams started Michael Brockers, who is now a Detroit Lion. In 2021, the Rams have Bobby Brown III, Sean Robinson, Eric Banks, Jonah Williams, Michael Hoke, Greg Gaines, John Daka, George Silvanic, Ernest Brown IV, and Marquise Copeland. Definitely some depth here. Uh, I, I would say, like, at this time, I don't have anybody that's, like, rising to the top of that, except for, I mean... I'm probably a little bit biased with my Bobby Brown love because I'm a Texas A&M fan and I watched that dude crush it in the SEC for the last few years. So I was stoked when we brought him in. Uh, Ashawn Robinson is getting some praise right now, so I'm excited to see what he can do. George Silvanic is the Colorado kid, so I'm excited for him. Greg Gaines, he started pretty weak last year but got better. And uh, keep in mind, guys, that for the defensive line, we shuffle a lot, so the spots are a little, like, uh, I said, like, we had one defensive end, Michael Brockers, that's what I listed here, so uh, there's going to be a lot of shuffling, no matter who makes this roster, but verdict, I'm going to say it's a downgrade, actually. Michael Brockers, he played really well with with Donald, so that's what I'm going to look for, is who's going to play well with Aaron Donald, because Brockers was only here in 2020 because, I think, partially because of Aaron Donald. He, of course, he, he had originally had agreed upon a contract with the Baltimore Ravens last year, but failed his physical and then he came back to the Rams, and, and AD was not happy that the Rams let him walk. So him coming back was a big thing, and it's because they play really well together. At nose tackle in 2020, the Rams started Greg Gaines, and in, I'll say the same names again. It's Brown, Robinson, Banks, Williams, Hoked, 
Gaines, Daka, Sylvanic, Brown, and Copeland. Same guys, because we'll see some shuffling there and, and some rotation there. But Verdict, I'm going to say this is, this is an improvement, especially from week one. Because at the beginning of the season last year, Gaines was getting straight up bullied on that defensive line. So I think no matter what, even if it was Gaines to be the starter, I, I think it's an improvement because he started the season so weak last year. Uh, and he did get better as the season progressed, but I think we got some good guys here. Uh, Hoked is a guy that gets a lot of talk here. Robinson's getting talked about. Uh, Jonah Williams is getting talked about. So, I mean, we've got we've got some guys on this defensive line. I, we, I like our depth there for sure. Let's go inside linebacker in 2020. The Rams really had a, like a three-way rotation with Micah Kaiser, Kenny Young, and Troy Reader. Those guys are all returning this year, but we also have, of course, Traven Howard, Justin Hollins, Ernest Jones, Derek Moncrief, and Christian Roseboom. Roseboom, by the way, I know I said that Jordan Fuller has the coolest hair on this team. It's definitely Roseboom. I mean, that's, I mean, who am I kidding here? All right, front office best hair is Les Snead. On-field best hair, Christian Roseboom linebacker. Uh, verdict here. I'm going to say that this is an improvement. I think this spot just gets better with another season of experience. And all of these guys from a year ago it, with a, the addition of Ernest Jones, who's been, you know, green dotting in some practices and stuff like that, calling some stuff out. And I, I think that, uh, I, I think that this is an improvement. You get all those guys with an extra season under their belts. And now you also get uh, a guy that the coaches are clearly trusting to call some plays. So that's, Definitely not a, a negative aspect uh, of the uh, of the defensive side of the football here. At outside linebacker, we go to the 2020 season where the Rams started. Uh, it was Leonard Floyd and Samson Abukam, but also Obanai Okoronkwo was there. Terrell Lewis, when he wasn't, you know, like kind of like just dealing with his injuries and stuff like that. Uh, and then Ja'Kai Polite as well. And uh, Polite, I liked out of college a lot. Then he was, you know, with the, the Jets and all that stuff. He came over to us. He's kind of had a, like a, a, I don't want to say worse, but it is like worse career than I expected him to have. Uh, but, you know, another year of experience, that's not a bad thing. In 2021, the Rams enter the season. Uh, Samson Abukam is now a 49er, so he's not around anymore. But the Rams still do have Leonard Floyd, uh, Obaniah Okoronkwo, Ter Terrell Lewis, Justin Lawler, Chris Garrett, and Max Roberts. Max Roberts is a UDFA. Chris Garrett was our last pick of the draft. And then uh, Terrell Lewis, we know from last year, uh, Justin Lawler's kind of been around a little bit. Uh, but the verdict here, I'm going to say, is equal. Abukam becomes a division rival, and that sucks. But he definitely had a really high motor, um, but... He was still crafting his technique while he was with the Rams. So if he can if, if he can nail that, the kid's going to be really good. But the, the motor's there. He was, he was still crafting his techniques. So I he could have been a lot better, and maybe he will get a lot better. I would hope not now because now he's a 49er. So I, I want Matthew Stafford to, to not hit the ground once this year. That would be sweet. But, you know, if it happens, it happens. Um, but ultimately, you know, the, the position opposite of Floyd is really up in the air. You know, I don't know who's exactly going to win this. I would expect Oboe to really have some playing time, especially early in the season. But I fully expect a pretty, like a solid rotation here. Like Chris Garrett might be able to squeeze in there. Lawler, I think, is now, like if he doesn't do it this year, like if he doesn't really become a guy this year, then it's probably time to just move on. Uh, but then Terrell Lewis, if that guy can stay healthy, that dude's a monster. So I'm looking for that stuff, man. And and uh, this preseason will be very telling. Of, I don't expect Leonard Floyd to play, so we'll get some good position battles to watch all throughout preseason for sure. And that's exactly what I can't wait for preseason for. I'm super pumped for it, and it's going to be an awesome time.
Next year, we'll look at corner in 2020. The Rams entered the season with Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, Troy Hill, David Long Jr. Those are really the the guys here. In 2021, the Rams entered the season with Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, David Long Jr., Robert Rochelle, Dante Dion, Kareem Orr, Diane Lake, and Bronte Harris. So, uh, of course, a little bit more depth there. Of course, uh, the, the recent guys, Diane Lake coming in. We talked about him a couple episodes ago. Uh, Kareem Orr coming in, Bronte Harris. Robert Rochelle, who I feel really good about, guys. I really do. I feel like Robert Rochelle might be a guy. Like, he might be he might be somebody by the end of the season where, like, holy crap, we nailed that pick. That's awesome. And Dante Dion, man, I think that he is such a positive locker room presence that I think he should stick around just for that. Like, for like, I'm not trying to dog his play in it by any means or anything. I haven't really seen too much of him, but his... His personality, I think, is electric, and I think that that's a very beneficial thing in this locker room, especially when you got guys like Jalen Ramsey and stuff like that who are out here having a good time, having fun out here. So Dante Dion brings that, man, and I, I love it. I think it's awesome. Uh, the verdict here, I'm going to say, ultimately, that this is equal. Uh, it would be really difficult to top what the what the Rams' secondary as a whole did last year. Uh, it would just be, that would be like a very high bar to clear. Uh, Troy Hill, you know, he did lead the league in defensive touchdowns a season ago. He just seemed to have a knack for it last year. It just seemed to be in the right spot at the right time. And that one against the Cardinals where it just like he picked it off and it was like, there's no way this is going all the way back. It just kept, kept, kept going. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was wild to watch, but, um, you know, he, he did lead the, the league in, in, uh, in touchdown defensive touchdowns. But, you know, word on the street is that Robert Rochelle's pretty dang good, and this guy could have a monster career. This could be the start. He could be entering into a pretty monster career. And if Robert Rochelle can be that guy who the Rams, their weird little algorithm stuff is putting putting Robert Rochelle into the conversation with Jair Alexander, Jalen Ramsey, and Derwin James. And then it's Robert Rochelle. Like, those four have fallen under a certain category for the Rams analytics. So if that can happen, if that can be something that that manifests in the Rams with Rochelle and, and Ramsey, that could be a pretty deadly duo, which would be really fun to watch. And if these safeties that we'll get to here in a second, if they can keep improving too, I'm liking this defense. Is I think it's going to be another fun season to watch, uh, this, this Rams defense. Speaking of safeties, Last year, the Rams entered the year with John Johnson, Taylor Rapp, Terrell Burgess, Jordan Fuller, and Nick Scott. Some of those guys are still around. Of course, John Johnson is not. John Johnson is now a Cleveland Brown Brown with Troy Hill. In 2021, though, this year, the Rams will enter with Jordan Fuller, Terrell Burgess, Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, Paris Ford, Jake Jervis, Juju Hughes, and Troy Warner. Some of these guys, of course, uh, we I don't expect all of these guys to make the roster. That's a bunch of safeties that you don't necessarily need, but... Jordan Fuller, Terrell Burgess, I feel good about those guys being the starters, and then Taylor Rapp and Nick Scott coming in uh, to kind of spell a little bit. Uh, and uh, Juju Hughes and Jake Jervis, I think that those guys definitely have the potential to fight for a roster spot. Uh, Juju Hughes, I like. Uh, Jake Jervis, I like. Troy Warner, I don't really know a lot about him. And Paris Ford, uh, he's a guy that I've kind of penciled in as a potential impact guy for a UDFA that might be able to make this roster, but... Uh, it's going to be tough because uh, Fuller and Burgess are their players. And that, I mean, Rap is that he's getting some comments that saying, you know, talking about that he's doing a pretty good job, but I didn't see that improvement year one to year two. So year, hopefully we can see that year two to year three, we can see that upgrade there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead. Um, you know, I'm going to say it's a downgrade. John Johnson's one of the better safeties in the NFL. 
And that's going to be very difficult to replace. Fuller and Burgess, they entered their second season, and Fuller improved a lot over the course of last season. As the year went on, he just got better and better and better. Uh, but I think we'll be okay here. But let's just let, let's not pretend like losing John Johnson isn't kind of a big deal. That guy's really good at football, all right? So let's not pretend like that's a, that's not a big one. Let's go to the kicker spot here. In 2020, the Rams started a draft pick, Samuel Sloman. And it didn't work out very well. And then the Rams went through a little bit of a transitional period and then landed on Matt Gay, who will enter the season this season or this year as the Rams kicker. I'm going to say this is an improvement. Sloman did a bad job. He was not very good. And uh, Gay played great wrapping up the end of the season. Only missed like a couple in that last final stretch there. And yeah, I mean, you don't want to miss any, but I mean, it's going to happen. And it's just all about timing of when you miss them. But uh, I think that going from Sloman to Gay this year, I think that that's a, definitely an improvement. At punter, Johnny Hecker last year, Johnny Hecker this year. But we also have Corey Bajorquez and Brandon Wright on the roster right now. This Rams punter group is absolutely deep, man. The deepest punter group in the NFL. Tell Pat McAfee. I think I did on Twitter, actually. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that this is equal. The Heck will be back. Uh, it's nice to see a small competition for him, though. Competition is what I call it here because we know that we feel pretty good that he's going to be the guy again, um, but it's good to keep him on his toes, uh, especially because last year was technically his worst statistical year, his lowest averages, all that stuff. So it's good to get him out there and uh, and 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 competing a little bit. I also want to see more fakes. All right, Joe D, we need to bring back the fakes because last year it was a real bummer not seeing any of them. So Johnny Heckerman, he's got the he's got the, he's got the arm. Let's let him use it. All right, his right arm and his right leg are awesome. I mean, we utilize both of those, and we'll, we'll do all right. And at the long snapper spot, uh, last year the Rams entered with Jake McQuaid, and uh, he is now a Dallas Cowboy, so Rams right now have a battle between Steven Wordle and Matthew Orzek. The verdict here, I'm going to say this is a downgrade, because both of, the, both of these guys, I think, will be uh, they can be solid starters in that spot. They can come in in that role and be fine, but let's not pretend like McQuaid was not an absolute stud at the center, at the long snapper spot. All right, because this is what I was trying to think of. And I spent a decent amount of time trying to think of this. When was the last time as Rams fans? I I know I watch every single snap, including preseason, all that stuff. I watch every press conference, snap, all that. When was the last time you guys saw a bad snap? On a field goal or a punt? When was the last time we saw a snap that you're like, what the heck was that? None of the the time I, I can think of where it's like, you know, with Hecker reaching down to his feet to get the ball on a punt, or, you know, he's the one holding it. They seem to be right there. They were just boom, 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 every time. I I don't remember. I could not recall. I'm asking you guys, do you guys, can you guys think of any time that the the Rams long snapper, or like we had a kicking situation where the snap was bad? Because I could not. All right, that's our positional breakdown. We're going to go ahead and hit a break real fast on the other side. We got fair quesos, so don't go anywhere. You're the kind of person who makes a difference at work. So why not work on something that makes a difference? At Zooks, we're looking for collaborative, inquisitive people who can help us achieve our mission. Safer, cleaner, more enjoyable mobility for everyone. Come build the future at Zooks. Find out more at zoox.com slash careers.
Welcome back in Rams fans. Make sure you guys check out CompTonMania.com because that is happening this weekend, the 26th, and it's going to be absolutely awesome. So make sure you guys go check that out for sure. You guys need to check that out, all right? And then uh, again, Josh Customs, uh, we're doing that giveaway. If you guys missed the giveaway or don't know what I'm talking about, go back to the beginning of the podcast. Just restart it. Just go ahead. Go all the way to the beginning. Just start from there and then come back, all right? We'll wait for you. Hey, welcome back, everybody that went back. to the. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into our fan quesos here. Uh, I think it's, this is just Cody. We got a, a Cody onslaught here. Cool with me, man. All right, let's knock these out. First one here. How about Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay uh, are recently single and walk into a bar? Who gets the girl first? I mean, I feel like it's going to be Sean McVay. Matthew Stafford's like a little bit of a dork. And as a dork, I, I feel like I can spot him. And Sean McVay is a cool guy, so <laughs> he's got the hair and stuff, and he like does like a hundred push-ups in four minutes or something. Do you guys see that video? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Who do you think is the most overrated current Rams player and underrated? Should have read this one. All right, let's see. I'm gonna say underrated. Oh, man, I can't go with any of the rookies because I don't know yet. But I'm gonna say underrated is Jordan Fuller. Fuller, my dude is not getting enough credit over here, all right? Jordan Fuller, number four, is uh, not getting nearly enough credit. So I'm going to say he's underrated. As far as overrated, God, I hate this question because it always makes me feel like a jerk. Um, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm gonna just going to do it. I'm gonna say, I like him, but I'm going to say it's Leonard Floyd, all right? Because... We've had guys on the as our edge rushers who've done awesome over the years, and it seems like everybody we have there, they tend to do okay at least. All right, do you remember who was I? Leonard Floyd was was the guy. I mean, he's now. Well, I mean, obviously he's now our guy. But uh, Fowler, that Dante Fowler. I mean, he's not that awesome, but he played great with us. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's that edge rusher spot, and by default, that happens to be Flo Leonard Floyd. What position battles would you most uh, would you most like to be a fly on the wall for this year? Ooh, I mean, that's a solid one. I'm going to say that spot opposite of Leonard Floyd, actually, because Leonard Floyd, we know that he's going to be the starter and he's going to be productive because that's what Rams Ed rushers do. But on the other side there, I mean, with Terrell Lewis, with Obanai Okoronkwo, Justin Lawler, I think it really is a toss up there. So I would like to see that one for sure. Uh, as far as that, any of the, that interior offensive line, man, it's a tight battle right now. It's uh, not necessarily like a tight battle in the sense of like, I don't know. It's we've got so many options there. It's it's a good problem to have that we have like so many guys that I feel comfortable with. Of course, I don't make any of the decisions here. I just tell them to you guys. But uh, I I think that uh, interior offensive line and then that spot opposite of flow. I think uh, I'm gonna stick with those. I think that those will be very good spots. And then that nickel spot as well at corner, um, because it seems like David Long Jr. is pretty comfortable there. Uh, like he, he seems like a, a reasonable fit there. But, you know, I, I'm going to keep talking about Robert Rochelle. <laughs> All right, I'm going to. I'm a, I'm a fan. I think it's cool. Any news on the rumors that Donald would like the Rams to sign Melvin Ingram or thoughts on his on the potential fit? Yeah, it would absolutely be a fit, and the Rams would absolutely use him, and he would be the guy opposite of Leonard Floyd immediately. He would be day one opposite of Leonard Floyd, and that would be awesome. As far as rumors, there are no real rumors on this, actually. I try, I saw the, the information that's out there right now. All that happened was there was a post, and it was like, what team should sign Melvin Ingram? 
uh, Aaron Donald tweeted it, like retweeted it, quote tweeted it, and just did the eyes emojis. You know, which is like my favorite ones. Like it, it's so like provocative, but I don't know why. <laughs> like I don't really, you don't know what it means, but yeah, like everybody knows what it means. Like you're just like looking. I don't know, but uh, no, there's no there's no real rumors on this right now. It's just that Donald did that. That that was it. So is this recruiting? Not nearly to the level that Jalen Ramsey recruits, but uh, it is something, I guess. Uh, but I wouldn't be opposed to this at all. I think that Melvin Ingram would be awesome. I think he's a heck of a player, and it would be cool for him. He wouldn't have to move for him. Who can pound the most beers, Stafford versus Goff? Bro, come on now. Uh, Goff probably doesn't even drink beer. <laughs> End of the world on the line. Who do you pick? And uh, would McVay destroy them both? Dude, I don't. I feel like McVay doesn't drink that much, actually. I feel like none of these guys drink that much, That honestly. Like, I feel like... I'll be, I'll be real with you guys right now. I'll, I feel like this is a place I can be honest. And uh, I feel like I could crush all three of these guys <laughs> and chugging some beers, all right? I may be built like this, all right? But I'm also out here in Colorado where most of you guys would not be able to hang for sure. And I also drink beers, man. That's something I do. I can crush some beers. So I think I would out drink all three of them or at least be able to out chug them. Uh, but I'm going to say out of these guys, I'm going to say Stafford, uh, especially over Goff. I don't, I feel like Goff doesn't drink beers, man. Like, I feel like Goff is like, uh, everything I say is going to be rude. I don't, <laughs> I, like, I don't want to say like White Claws or anything, like that, but it's like kind of like the vibes he gives. Maybe like he goes, if he goes beer, he goes with something like super lame, like Bud Light or something like that. If you guys drink Bud Light, you know what? I'm not even sorry about that comment. It's bottled water. All right. <laughs> I remember I had a Bud Light because we were doing a taste testing thing. We were just trying other beers. And so to cleanse our palates, we had Bud Light. And it really like it was the first time I'd had it in years. And I tasted it and it was like, wow, like that really does not taste like it's no flavor at all. It's wild. Maybe I've damaged myself by all the beers that I drink. And I like the dark, like beefy stuff, like stouts and porters and all that stuff. Like uh, the the the. The more obnoxious, the better, except for IPAs are the worst thing in the universe. So, ugh. If you like IPAs, you're lying to everybody. It tastes like pine cones. Anyway, got off track there. Are you are you at all worried about Stafford's injury history? It's not that big, honestly. I mean, so no. It, it, he's a football player. It's a violent sport. People are going to get hurt. He hasn't missed that much time. I mean, and he's he could have missed a lot more. With some of the stuff he's dealt with, man, he could have missed a lot more. So no, I'm not worried. If he if he sat out every time he was hurt or beat up a little bit, that that would worry me. But no, that dude's tough. That's what everybody says. Literally, the words that everybody uses is tough as nails. That's like what people say about him. Calvin Johnson. Just said it. It's no, I'm not worried about his injury history at all. And honestly, I'm I'm like surprised that that's the conversation with Stafford. Because that's really never been a concern for him his, his entire career. Like, yeah, he's had, like, those years where he missed, like, what was it, like, eight games or whatever, missing a decent chunk of time. Those are, like, big injuries, though. People get hurt. This is football. So, I don't know. But, no, he's super tough, man. And as long as I, this is also the best offensive line he's ever seen, so I think he's going to be okay. Your top five 2021 Rams games you're looking forward to. Um, Jags, number one, because I'm going to that game. Um... Ooh, that's tough. I'm looking forward to both Niners games this year because we did not, we've had, we've struggled with them. Um, so I'm looking forward to those. 
That Ravens game, we need payback on them, man. That last game, that Monday night game, oh my God, it was the worst, dude. So yeah, that one for sure, Jags, both Niners. Um, the Bears week one, because I think that that's going to be one where, I, I think that's going to be a big game, man. I think that's going to be one of those where it's like, oh man, the Rams are a team. like, And you know, it's the Bears and they're going to start Dalton probably, but either way, that's cool. Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to think just like off the dome what our games are really. Uh, Bucks again. Um, we beat them last year in Tampa Bay, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. So that's an early one. That's like what week three. That'll be an exciting one. And then definitely, I'll just go to the preseason game, Denver. I'll be there. Come drink beers. See if you guys can last in this uh, Colorado altitude. <laughs> See if you can do it. Bring it on. All right. Anyway, <laughs> with the Bears looking to get a new stadium. Uh, Reason I ask is because every team just going to eventually get a dome. Uh, are we just going to have weather in football thing of the past? I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's. I don't think that that's going to happen. Actually, I don't think that they'll get a dome. I I know we've heard about the the potential new stadium stuff with the Bears. I I don't think that they'll go dome. I think that there's there are certain teams that I don't think will ever go dome. Bears are one of them. Green Bay Packers are another one. Uh, I think the Giants. I think that they would refuse. I think the Bills would refuse to go to go uh, dome. Uh, those Bills fans are insane, and I don't think that they would want a dome. I think that they want to be out there in the blizzards and stuff, man. Uh, the Steelers will never go dome. I I doubt the. Well, I mean, maybe the Eagles. They just seem a little soft to me, honestly. But that's maybe that's just right now, I guess. But I don't think the Eagles would go dome. I don't think. I don't. The Broncos will never go dome. Um, let's see. Yeah, and then you got like the southern teams, Jags, never go they'll never go dome, I don't think. I mean they're just improving their stadium, so maybe they would do like a cover or something. But no, I don't think that I don't think that that's a thing of the past, man. I think that that's something like if anything, I see, I I could see something like what the Dolphins did where they kind of like canopy a little bit or even what the Rams did. We don't necessarily have a uh it's not I mean it's a cover. But it's not like attached. It's just like our, our field's there, and it also happens to have this giant thing over it. You know what I mean? Um, but no, I don't think domes are going away all the way. There's there's certain fan bases and teams that I just don't think like the big the two biggest ones, the two biggest teams that I see never having a dome would be the Bills and the Packers. I just don't think it's going to happen. And then the Bears would be right after that. So Bills, Packers, Bears, Steelers. Yeah, I don't think that the, that those teams would go dome. Who's the biggest stoner member of the Rams? And if you don't know, who do you think it is? Is this question what I think it is? Because I don't, I have no idea if that's. Ah, uh, I really don't know. I, I I don't even know how I would answer that. I don't know, man. That's. I hate to blow off your question entirely, but I really don't have an answer for you there on that one. Um. I don't know. Maybe Jalen. I don't know. Maybe he likes to party, I'm sure. But I also don't want to put anybody into a box and like get them randomly selected. As if Goodell's watching me or something. Jared Goff. Jer- <laughs> Damn it, dude. Come on! I said last week I didn't want any more Goff questions. Jared Goff, journeyman backup in his future. If it, uh, if if his run doesn't end well like it, like... Speculated in Detroit. So I'm, no, I'm doing a bad job reading today, <laughs> I guess. Uh, in Detroit... Uh, he 
potentially just a product of Sean McVay? And if so, how much better can McVay make Stafford? And do you feel like with better coaching, he can still get better and improve? Everybody can get better and improve. Like, just because Stafford's 33 does not mean that he cannot get better anymore. And he's also had pretty bad coaches his entire career, so I'm sure it's a whole world opening up for him right now, and I'm sure he's going to get better. That's the thing is like, like who Matthew Stafford was last year is not like you don't just take every skill set and every like decision and every like the, the, the knowledge and anything and just plop that into our team and then go. It's he's learning. He's learning McVay. He's learning. You know, he's he's probably teaching McVay, honestly, a little bit. He's been doing he's been doing this stuff a while. And uh, I, I think that, that Stafford is is eager to learn. I think that he's he's a guy that is is a worker. So I think that he's absolutely improving at least in some capacity, whether that's just maybe learning the playbook a little faster. Maybe that's, you know, understanding his new team, anything like that. But yeah, he's, I mean, things are happening. Brains are moldable, man. It's like a, it's, that's what's cool about it. That's why people learn things and do things and stuff. That's why you guys are probably here right now. You guys are going to leave this with at least one thing that you didn't know. Maybe I would hope so that you didn't know before that you can now, now you're improving. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's going to get better. Is, is Jared Goff going to be a journeyman? I don't know, man. Uh, I liked Goff coming out of college. I I think he gets really stuck in... Um, I think he really gets lost in his own brain. Uh, when he gets flustered, he is flustered. I We talked about it all last year. That I mean, it felt like you, you knew what kind of game we were going to have on the first drive because of Jared Goff. If he throws three incomplete passes, we go three and out, we punt. It's like, well... I'll see you guys next week, I guess, like, cause it was just going to be a bad game. But if he, if the first play is an eight yard, you know, eight yard pass to Josh Reynolds, and then it was a 13 yard pass to Woods. And it was like, okay, we're going to win this game. It's just the way it felt last year. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how Jared Goff responds to that new coaching style because Sean McVay and Dan Campbell, very different humans. And it's a, this is a human game when you have that many guys. I mean, the coaching staff is huge. Each position has its own guy. Each, each um uh, like each team has 53 dudes on it uh, that's a lot of humans a lot of personalities to to fit into was it is it something that's going to help him go into detroit maybe maybe go maybe being a california dude his whole life and being like at from cal and then he goes to the to the la rams maybe going to detroit is what jared goff needs maybe that that mindset and that dan campbell biting off kneecaps and stuff maybe that's exactly what jared needs to 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 become a better quarterback and if that's the case then, hey, I, I'm rooting for the kid. I am. I'm telling you guys that every week, I think, that I'm, I'm rooting for the kid to succeed. I don't think that he's there yet, but is that a situation that he can get better in? Absolutely. I mean, some people thrive in different situations. I know some people thrive with like, hey, bud, you can do it. Go get them. Like people, some people need that. And some people need the get off your ass. Go do this. Some people need that. That's how I work. I, I need that. You know what I mean? Like when I'm being coached or whatever, like that's what I respond to. I don't need the like, the, hey, you do whatever you put your mind to. Cause I think that's lame. And I, I immediately, I'm like, yeah, like uh, just, <laughs> it's not motivating to me. I need to get off your ass. Go do it. If you want something, work for it. That's, that's how I live. So, so maybe that's exactly what Jared Goff needs, man. Is less need top 10 GM. Bruh. Yes. What name nine that would be better than him. Please. I'm asking you a question. This is, this case coming back at you, bro. Name some GM name. Give me all the GMs that you would think are better than than Les Snead. I feel like you don't like Les Snead, dude. We need to have a conversation about this, Cody. I think we need to talk about you and Les Snead. All right, let's make a deal. Snead and Cody are not seeing eye to eye, I think. 
and this needs to be remedied. All right. So, uh, is Les Snead top 10 GM, and where would you rank McVay in the NFL as a head coach? And currently, is he the best coach in the division? Yeah, I mean, I put out the rankings. I said he's the best coach in the division, but I would say that, that Shanahan's right there as well. So, I think that, you know, Pete Carroll, as, as awesome of a career as he's had, he is sub-500 when he does not have Russell Wilson as his quarterback in the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury, I think, has a, an incredible roster and is not putting it together. So I don't. I think he's the worst in the in the NFC West right now. And then Shanahan and McVay are very, very good coaches, and they basically have like the same. They almost have identical careers to this point. You know, going to lose the Super Bowl, bad year following. We'll see what Shanahan does this year, but um, but where do I put McVay? I mean, that's tough. I don't know, man. Um. I mean, for sure, upper 50%. He's probably around that 12 range, maybe higher. I would probably put him higher. I don't... He seems top 10 to me, right? I mean, he's... The Rams were trash for how many years? And then the second McVay comes in, 2017 and on, we've just been amazing. There's only one team... I, I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. So forgive me, guys. I, this, I bash people for doing that, but I was at work, so I couldn't read it. Uh, but it said that there's only one team since, since 2017 when Sean McVay became the Rams coach. There's only one team that has spent more weeks being above 500 than the Rams. And I didn't see who it was. It's probably like the Chiefs or something like that. But there's a uh, but the Rams have been doing amazing. And the Rams like since McVay showed up, our entire culture changed immediately. All right. So, yeah, I think he's he's one of the top coaches. Do you think McVay will continue to get out coached by the Niners or was uh, was he not all to blame? And, and you blame Goff. I mean, yeah, Goff was certainly to blame on some of those. Some of those passes, you're like, what are you doing, dude? But also, McVay's got to find a way to get around Shanahan. Staley had trouble with it. I mean, because we lost to, like, Nick Mullins. Like, ah, God, I hate that. But, you know, so maybe Raheem Morris is the, is the key there. Maybe it, maybe it's maybe it's Stafford. I don't know. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I can't say that I think that he'll, get, he'll continue to get out coached. But I'm really excited to see those matchups this year and see how that coaching battle ends up going this year. Now that the the Niners are clearly straying away from Jimmy G and they, they picked up Trey Lance and now the Rams move on from Goff and now now bring in Stafford. So the the battle's there and that's going to be fun to watch because now I think each coach has like a, a guy at quarterback that they feel really good about. So that'll be pretty telling for us. Where do you rank our receiver core in the division and NFL wise? Um, I would say, I mean, it's a top five unit for sure. There's some, there's some teams that also have very, very strong wide receiver groups. Titans are one of them for sure now, especially adding Julio. Uh, our, we don't have any like, cause I really like Robert Woods. Robert Woods is our best guy right now. And then Cooper cup, super talented, but he's missed all of our biggest games, which is unfortunate. Uh, it sucks for injuries and stuff like that, but he has missed all of our biggest games. Um, our, our depth is there, but we don't have that, that one guy who everybody in the NFL is like, holy crap. Like if that, that would have been like Julio Jones coming in, that would have been the guy, but we don't have the guy. We just have like a bunch of really good ones. So I, I would say a top five unit. What do you think about one year ring chasing contract offer for Sherman potentially moving to safety even? No, I don't want Richard Sherman at all. Um, I don't think we need him. I, our secondary is not only stacked, but deep as well. Sherman, I don't know what it is, and I feel like I'm alone here, but I feel like every interception that Sherman gets, it's thrown right to his numbers. When does he make an amazing play on the ball? Like, when does he make a, a break on the ball and, and do something amazing? It's usually just thrown to him. It's like a weird thing. And like, please, if you guys have examples, send them to me. I, I will feel free to look at that and say that I'm wrong. But most of his interceptions that I see 
They seem to, he's just standing there in the middle of the field and the ball's just coming right towards him and he just catches it and runs. Like, that's not amazing to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm a jerk. Probably. But no, I don't need, we don't need Sherman. I don't want Sherman. Taylor wrapped a middle linebacker on passing downs versus being, uh, being in the, the safety role. You know, he kind of already does that a little bit. He kind of comes into the box in passing downs. Uh, but he's not necessarily, I, I would like to see him a little bit bigger to really play that Mark Barron role. Yeah, Mark Barron role. We're going back to that. <laughs> All right, last one here. Why do we see more uh, underperforming receivers switch to tight ends that have the physicals? I I don't have enough information on this one, I think. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Who went to a tight end after not, well, like, too big to be a wide receiver or something like that. I'm not sure what you're actually referencing here, dude. Um, so I do apologize about that. Um, trying to think. I know Jacob Harris can play inside, and, like he can play tight end and play outside as well. But I, it's not like he, it's not like physical limitations pushing him to tight end. I mean, he's just that's just who he is. I mean, he's a tight end who can also play outside because he's big and physical. So. Uh, that is going to do it for our fan cases. Thank you guys so much for dropping those. Feel free to drop them on uh, it below. You can comment them, and I will catch them. Uh, you guys can add me on Facebook. That's usually where I ask for these. Uh, you can just search my name, Joe Branham. Pretty simple. Uh, Sheriff Joe Bags. I'm sure that brings it up. I put like I put it in like, the little parentheses thing, so you could type in like Joe Branham, but then also Sheriff Joe Bags. It should pop me up there. I think. I think. I can't guarantee it. Um, make sure you guys check out CoptonMania.com. Make sure you guys check out Shaw's Customs. And that's a, wait, Shaw's Customs and Compton Mania. That's good stuff, right? I, love, <laughs> I was messing with my effects this week. <laughs> so now you guys get that. That's cool stuff. Uh, make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That'll be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Keep it super simple there. And uh, make sure you guys subscribe, like the video, and then comment your favorite player to be in the drawing for Shaw's Custom Prize Pack that will be uh, announced next week. It'll be awesome stuff, guys. I'm excited. We'll get some more giveaways going here, and uh, we'll, we'll get some trivia questions when we bring back live shows, which I do anticipate being before the season. So keep an eye out on that. We've got all the equipment and everything like that. Just um, it's June, and we're going into July, so we don't really need to do live shows right now. Uh, but we'll be getting there, popping on some other networks as well that you guys can follow. Uh, I'll just tell you guys, it's Notoriety Sports Network. I will stream there. Some awesome dudes over there who are busting their butt cheeks to do some amazing things. So make sure you guys follow NSN, Notoriety Sports Network. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who are Rams fans, I ruined that. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.